This is a Diet of Brussels. What's the impact of uh, this referendum on the Republic of Ireland? This is a question that comes from uh, Mark uh, Gelbman, who's a centenarian uh, on our website at www.adiatobrussels.com. Uh, and uh, I'm actually personally a bit surprised that somehow we've got this far without discussing this point. I've mentioned it in different places uh, in passing, but it's certainly something which I think of uh, all the other member states uh, in the EU are. Uh, Ireland is the one where this uh, British uh, uh, referendum is uh, most critically discussed, most urgently discussed, uh, and it's clear why that might be. Um, the Irish economy uh, and the Irish uh, political system and, to a certain extent, its uh, social uh, structure are are much more closely aligned with the UK than any other member state. Um, for those of you who listened to our, our latest uh, extended piece, our Diet of Cabbage uh, piece, which uh, is now up on the website, uh, where I was looking at scenarios uh, for the referendum, you know, what might happen uh, afterwards. Um, one of the things that uh, came through in that uh, from talking with uh, economists and uh, other forecasters is that the size of the impact of uh, uh, the UK leaving would be felt almost uh, to the same extent by the Irish economy as it would uh, by the British economy. Now the reasons for that I, I think would be fairly obvious that historically the Irish economy was very closely tied to the British one uh, once uh, independence was achieved and uh, it was really only with EU membership that uh, Ireland was able to diversify its uh, economic uh, base and economic markets, which meant that it, it wasn't quite so reliant. But still, by far and away, the largest uh, uh, market for, for the Republic is the UK. Now, that means that if the UK uh, finds itself outside of the EU, particularly if it finds itself behind uh, uh, additional trade barriers, then that imposes a very large cost on Irish uh, producers uh, and also uh, indeed on Irish importers who import a lot from uh, the UK. So there's uh, clearly an economic uh, interest and concern uh, on the part of the Republic, but there's also a, a political one. Um, now, when we talk about the breakup of uh, the UK as a possibility within the referendum, and that's something I think that's gone uh, in retreats a little bit since uh, the uh, the local elections, the regional elections saw the SNP not getting their majority in Holyrood. However, you know we talk about Scotland most of the time. Actually, Northern Ireland is probably the more critical uh, case uh, that would need to be addressed. Now, that's partly because it is uh, next to the Republic. It has a land border uh, that the the level of uh, cross-border activity is very high um, and so the the effects would be felt much more sharply but also politically um, Northern Ireland is much more exposed to the European uh, dimension than any of the other nations of the UK. Now you can see that for example with the Good Friday Agreement that structured uh, the peace process uh, which makes explicit reference to uh, the EU, uh, 
that uh, EU funding uh, has been used uh, generally effectively uh, in helping build cross-border economic activity, help with uh, the, um, the development of the economic and the social structures to help try and uh, build bridges uh, across the boundaries and across the borders. So the whole system is predicated on both countries being members of the EU. And there would clearly be an issue if the UK uh, left. Remember that the uh, the UK and the Republic have had uh, a very long-standing free uh, movement area, which long predates uh, the uh, EEC. Uh, and so to then uh, have to reimpose uh, border uh, controls uh, would be something which would be uh, something that you know, most people would have no recollection of and would clearly be uh, an issue. Now, uh, there is a counter-argument here that uh, precisely because it does predate EU membership that it would be possible to maintain some kind of system. Um, if we think, for example, about Denmark, uh, which has a similar kind of situation with the other countries of the Nordic Union, uh, that there, uh, when it was the only member state uh, amongst the, the, the Nordic Union members, it was still able to uh, maintain that kind of situation, a similar situation with Norway uh, now. So there is scope for doing that. However, uh, it's clear that... Uh, the referendum matters to the Republic, and there is an awful lot of interest uh, in Dublin uh, and beyond uh, in uh, this, and uh, almost universally uh, a desire by people in the Republic that the UK stays in uh, politically uh, and economically, because it's clearly very advantageous. Final point I think I'd raise here is that if the UK did decide to leave uh, the uh, EU, that then Ireland would uh, potentially provide a complicating factor in the negotiation of any post-membership deal. Remember that all uh, the other 27 member states have to agree to the deal that is offered under the Article 50 process. Uh, and so uh, the Irish will uh, have a very particular set of concerns, which might make them uh, more amenable to having a, a generous settlement with the UK because it's good for them. But also, equally, it might make them want to uh, uh, exact a, a price from that. Either way, uh, it's going to be something which will possibly put Ireland uh, on a different track uh, from other member states, which will make it harder to reach an agreement, uh, and which potentially then lengthens the process. So, whilst I'm not going to say nothing's impossible, certainly uh, Ireland provides a, a complicating factor in any uh, leave kind of scenario.